Hi everyone, it's Sandy Cruz from Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. And I'm here to show you that balanced living works. This is especially for all you ladies over 40. We will cover a range of exciting topics with many special guests and I really look forward to this season. Bye for now. Hi everyone, it's Sandy Cruz from Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. And I'm here to show you that balanced living works. This is especially for all you ladies over 40. We will cover a range of exciting topics with many special guests and I really look forward to this season. Bye for now. Hi everyone, welcome to Sandy K Nutrition Health and Lifestyle Queen. Today with me, I have Natalie Nidham. She is also a holistic nutritionist, but she is an expert in biohacking and epigenetic coaching. So I am super excited to have her here. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you so much, Sandy. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm excited because Natalie really delves into topics that I have a lot of interest in, but this lady knows her stuff. So I think what we need to first figure out is what is biohacking? If you can explain that to everyone listening. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, so, And it's funny about biohacking because, you know, it, it has this kind of cachet about it, but some people think that it sounds a little bit scary, but, you know... By definition, it is the art and science of optimizing human performance through the use of technology, supplementation, and by and through your lifestyle. So, and and but one of the things that biohackers do that's a bit different than a lot of other people is it's all about self quantification. So, people who define themselves as biohackers are very big on the what they call the N of one effect, which means. They will look at studies, they will, you know, they'll read up and educate themselves on whatever it is that they're doing, but what they're most interested in is how does it affect them and their body and their performance. And so to do that, we're, you know, as a community, the biohacking community has a tendency to really gravitate toward things like self-quantification devices. So, for example, I wear a ring called an aura ring. Me too, Natalie. Me too. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, girl. I love my aura yeah. ring. I've ha- I think I might have even seen it from you all those years ago when I met you and I started my yeah, Instagram. Yeah. I think I saw it from you, Natalie. I think I was posting. As a matter of fact, no, I think you did. I think you bought one through me or something. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. <laughs> Back in the yeah. Day. So anyway, so this ring, so your listeners may or may not know that what this, so first of all, it's a ring. So it's very inconspicuous, right? And what it does is it measures, it takes all these measurements at night while you're sleeping and it gives you information about your sleep and how efficiently you're sleeping and how recovered you might be in the morning. And it even delivers um, information about body temperature. So it's, so this is just one of these devices. Like there's Garmin watches, there's the Whoop Band, there's all these different devices. Even things like, and this gets a little bit more into crazy land for some people, 
but something like a continuous glucose monitor. Yes, so I've seen is, those. Right? So yeah. this is one of this little doohickeys that implants into your arm and will deliver information about what your blood sugar is doing through the day through an app on your phone so that you can start to understand how different foods and behaviors affect your blood sugar. So, yes. Anyway, so that's, that's a very long answer to what is biohacking, but... That really is what biohacking is, and it ranges from, you know, the craziness of wearing a continuous glucose monitor when you're not a diabetic, right through to, as you mentioned earlier before we started recording, going outside first thing in the morning, getting that first morning sun on your face and on your body so that you can set your circadian rhythm properly and get good sleep, right? right. They say that your sleep good sleep begins first thing in the morning when you open you first open your eyes yes yes so okay that, does that answer your question it does but okay. i have more questions okay. so i'm going to ask you this question because i think people who are listening to this are going to find these little devices if if you're anything like us you're going to love to know what things you can do for your body that's going to optimize that sleep or optimize, you know, even weight loss or things like that. So here's a question for you, Natalie. Um, heart rate variability, because I know that's a super important measurement that is actually the aura ring does measure that while you're sleeping. Can you like, do you know a lot about the HRV and can you describe what that what that is and what it does? Um, I know some about HRV. So HRV stands for heart rate variability. And what it really is measuring is the space between your heartbeats. Yes. And a lot of people, if you ask them, what do you think the healthiest heart does? Intuitively, they'd be like, well, it's going to be very regularly, very predictably. But it turns out that the more relaxed and floppy it is, so the more variability there is between heartbeats, the better your measure of HRV. And the reason for that is because what we're looking for is balance between the parasympathetic and sympathetic arms of your nervous system. And those, if, when one is dominant, you have someone who's either very wired, right? Because they're always in fight or flight. They're always like waiting for the other shoe to drop, which sadly, many of us are doing these days. Yes, yeah. Or they're in rest and digest, which is where you want to be in a more relaxed state, but you don't always want to be there. Right, right. right. So what you really want is a degree of balance between those two arms of your nervous system, and that gives you an HRV score. Yes. When you have, when you're recovered, right, when you've recovered from the day before, you have a relatively higher HRV score, and therefore you know that you're ready to take on the day. If you do, if you have a very stressful day, or even if you have like a really crazy workout, like if you, you have one of those days where you've gone like all out at the gym and you've left everything that you have on the floor, you may find the next day that your HRV is actually low. And yes. that is because this is your body saying, you know what, yesterday was super awesome, but we need to recover. Yes. We need a break. <laughs> yeah. So these are the kinds of measurements that these little tools can do. And and just incidentally, I will make a note what I find really interesting because I'm not 
Personally, I am not a big drinker. I will drink only really on special occasions. But mm-hmm. when I do, my HRV is horrible, like so yeah. low. And yeah. I actually watch these things mm-hmm. all the time, even eating late at night. Or, Absolutely. you know, um, if you're a woman still menstruating, what I find really neat is that my HRV will be lower during the second part of my cycle, so the, the latter two weeks, and yep. my heart rate is going to be higher. That is while all while I'm sleeping. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's that whole sympathetic, parasympathetic balance, right? Yes. It, I, yes. I find this stuff really, really cool, personally. Yeah. I, well, and it's, and it's, you know, what's most useful about it, when, I, when I'm working with clients, I find what's most useful about it with my clients is they're able, to, what, to the point that what you just said is, they're able to see the effect of what they do yes. on their physiology. Yes. And, right? And so we start to draw connections. Like, for example, I just got this really cool device, which we could, and cool being the operative word, which we could call uh, a biohacking tool. It's a, um, it's called the perfect sleep pad. And you put it on your bed between your mattress and your sheet. And it's got a little external device. And what it does is it cools the water, water that runs through this pad that's under your, um, under your sheet. Oh. And it's super, it's, it's super amazing. And you would think, well, aren't you going to be cold? But you're not, because what your body is trying to do, and as you know, to get the best quality sleep that you can, you need your body temperature to come down at night. This is why we tell people, keep your room at around 68 degrees if you can, keep it super dark, quiet, get rid of the electronics, but the temperature, body temperature is really important. And just sleeping on this perfect sleep pad, which I now have set depending on the day, anywhere between 62 degrees and 66 degrees, maybe 64 degrees Fahrenheit for the water temperature, my HRV has gone through the roof. <gasps> really? Like, oh my gosh. I never, I never used to be able to get myself, like if I was lucky, I'd hit 50, 51 on a good day average HRV. And we want to try to be at least at our age, if not above. Oh and, God, Natalie, um, mine's so bad. <laughs> Pardon? I said mine is so much lower than yours and like I do so much to try and get it up. I work out with a trainer. I walk every day in nature. I get that morning sun. I do all the things but you know so this is interesting that you're telling me about this. And yeah so it literally jumped and so when I sleep on this thing I, I my heart rate variability is amazing and you would and you know people would be like 62 degrees holy jumping like you must be freezing but it just feels like a breath of fresh air between you and your mattress i love it and and the best part i'm sounding like an ad here i'm not here to sell (laughs) but the best part of this thing is that it's got two sides with two different machines so if your husband is sitting there in a hoodie trying to stay warm because his teeth are chattering because you've made the room so cold (laughs) and you need it even colder, he can set his to warm the water versus you set yours to cool the water. Oh, that is cool. That is very, very cool. I love it. 
Okay, so, you know, I have a feeling that you and I can talk about gadgets forever, but let's continue on. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the biohacker's dilemma. It, you know, we have to have a budget, we need a list, yeah. we need discipline. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm And I'm trying a new thing out, which I'll talk about in a future um, episode. But yeah, it's just some of this stuff is insanely cool. So... Tell me, how did you actually get into buying biohacking? Because you and I have some similar interests. Um, yeah. And, you know, how did you get into this? What? What? Because you went into nutrition. You graduated yeah. quite a bit earlier than I did. And then how did biohacking come into play? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's my shiny object syndrome problem. <laughs> I'm always looking for something new. Oh, and, my God. Um, and then I started to follow, back in the day, I started to follow Dave Asprey. Oh, me too. Me too. Right? By the Bulletproof brand. Yeah, I had and his box for a while there. I was getting that uh, biohacking yeah, box for a while. the biohack box. Yeah. Right. So two years after I graduated from school, I felt like I needed something more. I Like I knew, like I had all this knowledge about nutrition and supplementation and all this cool stuff that we learned in nutrition school. And I felt like I was missing a piece. Mm-hmm. And that was the year that they announced the first cohort of the Bulletproof Human Potential Coach Training Program. Okay. And I just, like, literally signed up overnight. I just, and it, it, which was hilarious because nobody knew anything about it. We didn't know what we were signing up for. Okay. And um, and I did this co- this bulletproof human potential coaching program that was a 10-month-long program. And I will tell you, it was almost as intense as nutrition school. It was crazy. Wow. But and it and it took us down and it wasn't just about biohacking, like it was a really good coaching program, right? So we know like, you know, everybody has an idea of what they should be doing but it's really hard for people to actually do it mm-hmm. and a big part of this coaching program was about helping people to get their obstacles out of the way but in the process of learning about all this we were also learning all about all the biohacking stuff on the sides and that was really the beginning and you know my biohacking journey has been and continues to be ongoing Because there's always new technology coming out. There's always something fabulous to look into. And I'm always there for this new shiny thing. Okay. (laughs) Well, fair enough. Now, one thing I do want to say is that I know a lot of people who probably think biohacking. And and I'm not insulting anybody here, but they're picturing this, you know, 28-year-old guy who's a big Uh gym rat who does all these different things to get even more muscular and all that. So, you know, I want to clarify that right here, right now, that it's not just for the 28-year-old bodybuilder. Um, Oh, heck no. No, it's actually powerful for healthy aging. Yes. Like, if you think about it, I'm not a big fan of the whole anti-aging thing because we're going to age. The clock is ticking. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. But we can do a lot about how well we age. Yes. Yes. And so biohacking, to me, as a 50-plus woman, is about really, you know, controlling or positively influencing how my body ages. And so, therefore, understanding the process of aging and then starting to understand what are the things that I can do 
to slow things down or just keep my body working properly. And that can range anywhere from doing bioidentical hormones with the doctor yeah. to looking at my genomics to understand what's my, what are my genetic predispositions, what are the things I need to look out for for myself, to understanding the mitochondria, which are those little energy factories in our cells, what's going to help them to be more optimized, to work better, because... You know, this idea that we need to get energy, we drink coffee for energy, we eat food for energy, well, it's a bit of a flawed concept because we are energy factories, like we make energy, but we just need to learn what are the things that we're doing that are getting in the way of us producing energy and what are the things that we can be doing to make it so that we make more energy more easily. And Sandy, it goes back to what you said earlier, getting sun. Standing yeah. outside, getting yeah. out in nature. It's the basics. But then, the basics, but then getting a red light. Yeah, you know, which I have. Panel. I have one of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I, I couldn't even be more aligned than what you're, for what you're saying right now because I'm like, listen, I'm going to have some wrinkles and I'm okay with yeah. that. I am 50. However, what I do want to continue to have is happiness and vibrant energy and feel good really from the inside and yeah sure it's going to show on your skin it's going to show on your body when you care about it and sometimes we need to get back to the basics but also we need to understand through these kinds of metrics what is going to affect us because we're not 25 anymore mm -hmm. right so yeah all of these things that you're talking about will help us understand. So as that example, what I was saying, my HRV, it just, it, it it's like, it's like I'm half dead, quite frankly, if I have a few glasses of wine. Um, so, but I'm sure I wasn't like that in my 20s. It probably didn't affect me as much. So now that I'm 50, I want to understand how these things affect me and my body. So um, as a woman over 40, would you, okay, so we, we talked about the everyday getting out in the sunshine, getting out in nature. What other things would you suggest that aren't really expensive, shiny new things that yeah. a woman over 40 can do to help herself feel better, more balanced hormonally, like all of those things? What would you say in your practice? Oh, so, I mean, definitely introducing people to the idea of meditation or breath work mm -hmm. I think is one of the most powerful things we can open the door for people on and um, because it is you know it's it's a funny meditation is a funny thing like it's becoming of course much more mainstream there's a million apps you can download to your phone and when it and I will tell you again also my HRV gets better when I meditate okay and mm -hmm. I wish I could say I meditate 365 days a year but I'm not quite there yet I fall out of it every once in a while me too so I'm usually come, three or four days <laughs> when I come back to it yeah um, it's it's a very powerful healthy nervous system balancing and frankly once you get your nervous system balanced it helps your hormones to be, it helps you to balance your hormones better. Like everything works better yes. when the nervous system is healthy, right? Yeah. Um, so definitely that. 
I would say honing in on your what your nutrition should look like and not worrying so much about what works for your best friend, but really trying to getting a picture of what does healthy nutrition look like for you. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, and that can be based on your genomics, it can be based on your microbiome, it can be based on your your ethnic background, frankly, it, it's your activity levels, your age and stage. And once you figure that out, getting into the world of, of getting your head around the fact that you don't want to be eating all day long. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree right? with that more. Yeah. 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 So not necessarily, and you know, we don't have to use the F word. We don't have to talk about fasting, but I'm a big fan of <laughs> time-restricted eating. And what that means is you got at the, at the most basic level, you want nothing to pass your lips after like three hours before bed, as you said before. Yeah. And you want at least 12 hours between your last meal of the day and your first meal of the next day. Yes. So time-restricted eating, um, your nutrition, your sleep, like doing the work to make sure that you're sleeping well. And this is, I know it's a pain point for so many people, men and women of and I'm now starting to see it in my practice, like of every age. I used to say, oh, yeah, people over the age of this, that, or the other. Frankly, it's, it's an epidemic in our society. Uh, so yes. helping people to prioritize sleep and to optimize their sleep is really, and you don't need gadgets. I mean, gadgets are great, but you don't need them. No, <laughs> no. We just love them. <laughs> yeah, no, we love them. They make us happy. And, right. You know, sometimes they look cool, but you know, but definitely, like sleep is is a very so sleep, meditation. You know, so it really, it's the foundations: movement, exercise, like some form of exercise, getting outside. I, you know, it's 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 the boring. It's the stuff we could call boring, but frankly, it's the stuff that we fail to prioritize too often. Yeah. And you know, or people, you know, or sometimes people will say to me, "Well, not you know." Yeah, okay, I'll get it. But how can I? I don't like to cook. I'm like, well, what do you mean you don't like to cook? Do you not like to shower? <laughs> I mean, you have to be able to make a meal for yourself, right? I agree. And it doesn't have it doesn't have to take long. Yeah. But you have to be able to make a meal for yourself, and it and it should and it could take you ten minutes or twenty minutes or half an hour. But we seem to in our society we've disconnected ourselves from what it means to actually take care of this incredible body we have and what. What's involved in that, right? Uh, I, oh my gosh, yeah. Because you know, I was actually just recently talking with somebody about this, about you know what's going on in the world right now, and then there's you know all of these commercials for horrible fast food saying, yes, we're in it with you. You know, come eat our fast food, and I'm like, oh my god, no. And so you know, there's all these ads, and and it's like instead of you know, conveying the message that everybody, here's what you can do. Nature has no idea what's going on right now. The squirrels are still in the trees. The birds are still flying around. Go out in nature. That's going to make you feel better. Cook yourself, mm -hmm. you know, a simple meal, as simple as it might be, like make some eggs. And, you know, like it doesn't have to be complicated. And even still, it's like everybody's looking for answers. But yeah. the answers are all around you. And these yeah. answers, 
will make you feel better. So, absolutely. Anyway. Absolutely. Anyway. I agree. Yes. I'm with you. Um, okay, so. This has been a really, really fun and enlightening podcast. I love this because it's all about positive and easy ways to just biohack your own health. Like, is there anything else that you want to add, Natalie, that we didn't cover? Um, I think the other really interesting line of biohacking that I think is relevant today is breath. Like how people breathe. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. People having to wear masks. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. And people don't. Again, we don't. Um, we don't know. Like we've we've disconnected, and it turns out that the healthiest way for us to breathe is through our nose. Oh yes. And so, if I could leave you guys with one idea, it's to look up. There's two two things to look up. One is a book called. Um, the Oxygen Advantage by Patrick McCown. Um, and his work is based very much on this Botego breath work. And Botego is D as in Bob, O-T-E-Y-K-O, breath work. And you'll find videos on YouTube. Um, it's really easy to find information about this stuff. But this breath work, when people take it on, is transformative. It transforms their sleep, it transforms the way they exercise, it transforms their health. In some people, it's resolved sleep apnea. It's part of why biohackers sometimes will tape their mouth shut at night, as weird as that. I've heard of that, yes. I can train themselves not to mouth breathe. Yep. Um, Anyway, I think think that's one of the... It's one of the more fascinating things I've come across over the last couple of years that seems so obvious and so simple and yet so few people are aware of okay i'm gonna actually put that in my show notes now is there another book that you wanted to recommend or was that you mean for breath work yeah i thought there was uh no oh no so so it's it's that the the oxygen advantage is based on the work of boteco of a guy by the name of boteco okay okay yeah so boteco breathing is the foundation and then Patrick McCown, and, and there may be a book about Botego breath work. I don't know that, but I the Oxygen Advantage is the one. It's the most recent one that I've read. Okay, I will definitely put that in my show notes for sure. All right, so you heard it, you guys. Like, I, I'm actually going to try this, and I'm going to look this up because Natalie, I've never heard of this Botego breath work. It yeah, sounds. Yeah, and then you can you can find out what your bolt score is, and you can do a thing with your listeners and see who's got the best bold score. Okay. That sounds amazing. All right. Well, thank you, Natalie. I am going to put Natalie's contact information in my show notes so that you can get. Join me next week where I cover off more exciting topics. I hope to continue to engage you and excite you and show you that living in your 40s, 50s and beyond can be exciting, balanced and healthful. Bye for now.